Glasgow Women's Library, Mixing the Colours, Women Speaking About Sectarianism, womenslibrary.org.uk The House I Grew Up In Was Blue by Anne Greer The House I Grew Up In Was Blue I never played with Catholics as a child. We said hello and we didn't fight but I knew I was a proddy dog to them. Once I went to a party they had. Where have you been hiding all my life? A boy said. They were playing kissing games, so I thought all Catholic boys were fast. They didn't go to my schools. The girl along the road had ringlets and gold earrings. I took pierced ears to mean you were a Catholic. As I grew older, I absorbed mumblings about not marrying a Catholic or I'd need to have as many children as the priest a man, or the Pope, a man, dictated. Even though the Catholic family in my street had only three children and my gran had eight, I took it as a truth that all Catholic families were large and Protestants small. I didn't account for a woman's choice being dictated by the man she married to. My mum had heard from girls she grew up with and Catholic mothers that children were force-fed religion at Catholic schools, that it interfered with their education. Childless priests and nuns who ran them dictated the curriculum for other people's children. Everybody knew that nuns were scary. Neighbours who moved across the road had a daughter who became a nun. She was like an angel. When I was walking to the grammar, an older friend dispelled my prejudices. That's rubbish, she said, when I had mouthed what I had learnt about family size. There's no truth in it, she retorted, as she was from a larger family and was a Protestant. After I had left school, I took a summer job in a hotel up north. I had a similar moment of clarity. I was arguing vehemently with a waiter in the hotel restaurant that Rangers were the best football team in Glasgow, even Scotland. You never watch football, a friend said. She clarified, at the moment Celtic is the best team in the league. I had to sheepishly admit that although I had an unconditional acceptance to Glasgow University when the season finished, I didn't know what I was talking about. So with these two truths shattered, I became more open-minded and started going out with a Catholic boy I met up there. He was an inbred Celtic supporter who followed every match. He had pierced ears and yes, he was fast. His parents, like mine, did not practice any religion but there was a clan-like holding on to belonging and difference. His dad insisted they go to chapel, even though he didn't go himself, so he was more affected by hypocrisy. Some dispelled truths were true. He came from a large family where his mum was worn out with ten pregnancies and children. On his first day at school, he was dragged into a hall full of children with hands clasped in prayer. In terror, he ran away and later left school as soon as he could. He remembers the priest coming round to take money from his mum for the chapel, even though they barely had enough money for food. 
Her knees were red raw from cleaning other people's floors. When I reflect on my conditioning, I'm aware there was balance too. I was told that the neighbour with orange lilies in his front garden and a picture of King Billy on his horse in his front hall had a want with him. When I asked if I could go to an Orange Lodge family event with his daughter, I was told the people who attended were bigots who incited hatred. Yet there were whispers of masons and secret handshakes throughout our family. Though my dad staunchly criticised privilege, said he wanted none of it. He told me he was involved in exposing sectarian discrimination at the factory where we worked. It was the biggest employer in the area. They set up a sting with interviews involving two candidates. The Catholic worker had more experience, qualifications, yet the Protestant worker got the job. It was rife in Scotland. But it's hard to shake off all ingrained attitudes. Lift your hat, he'd say, as we drove past Ibrox, not Parkhead, where he grew up. Sure, it's old, but it is beautiful. Drank in with baby milk. Don't defer to anyone, he insisted, Pope or royalty. Don't call anyone sir or madam. You're as good as anybody else. He told me to sit down when they played God Save the Queen at the end of the pictures. My mum whispered, stand up in case anyone gets angry. I was half standing up and half sitting down, like a curtsy. My mum was anxious when I said I was getting engaged to my Catholic lad. She looked at the wee gold cross he'd given me as a gift. I reassured her I had picked it myself and said it wasn't a symbol of anything, I just liked it. She soon came round and he became her pal. No priest or minister was invited to our registry office service. My parents shook his hand when he got the snip after two children and said they were proud of him. I no longer hear of mixed marriages, even black and white. You don't need to be married now, even if you have children. The stigma about that, at that time, was the main reason I went through any ceremony. But there's still a stramash within football. There was always someone in my family unhappy after an old firm game. Even though our sons don't support football teams, I can remember buying my first child a Celtic football strip. I think it was to offset the blue and white clothes gifted by family members. I know it was really for their dad. They don't follow any religion either, as have been taught to see through indoctrination, which is also present in non-denominational schools they attended. I went on to study as a teacher and asked to do one teaching practice in a Catholic school. I found it warm, with more of a community-orientated ethos than the one I attended. They were very welcoming, but I heard I would have been unlikely to get a job in it, as employment of non-Catholics can be restricted by the church. I didn't apply, as heard you needed a letter from your priest as part of an application process. Though I think they would take you if they couldn't get a Catholic. A priest or nun sat up the back 
during every lesson I taught. What is my faith? I admire Buddha as well as Jesus, but my husband and I have a higher power of our own understanding, one that doesn't rely on myths, which are just stories really. I'd stop going to Sunday school when the teacher ignored me when I asked how Adam and Eve fitted in with evolution. My primary school teacher ignored me too when I asked the same question. One certainty about our God is that it is about love and ours is definitely not a he. We avoided Glasgow on the 12th of July. If by mistake we were caught, we would listen for the big drum and the flutes. D, 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 it's the sash my father wore. These roads would be cordoned off so we tried to avoid them in the ensuing delays. Once, as a girl, I had shouted, You make me ashamed to be a Protestant, to a group of men chanting, We are up to our knees in Fenian blood. They were looking at a woman, walking past with a pram. Her shoulders were hunched, eyes were averted. More recently, I got caught in the midst of an orange walk in Stirling. I wanted to cross the road, but remembered my mum's warning, don't break the procession, they'll cut your legs off. Even though my dad had reassured me that wouldn't happen, I felt I had to stand and watch and wait. It was surprisingly long, with banners stating different lodge districts. There were lots of sashes and boys tossing big batons high up in the air. It didn't look to me like the celebration it purports to be. It was not joyful like gay pride marches celebrating diversity. I've been part of a carnival second only to Rio abroad. That was celebratory. I had been on the anti-Iraq war march in Edinburgh wearing white with hundreds of thousands other Scots This didn't seem to have a name like that. It didn't seem political, like the Reclaim the Night marches I have been on, with thousands of other feminists, nor the marches against Trident, or unemployment, or the poll cuts, bedroom tax, or job losses, poverty. Their banners depicted historical scenes. There was more of a triumphant air, with stern faces about what? The Battle of the Boy? Supremacy over what? I'm not sure. My husband reminds me to watch. I don't sound prejudiced too. What I will say is that by chance I was wearing an orange linen pinafer with an orange t-shirt below it. I had an orange silk cardigan and even orange earrings. My ears are pierced. I fastened my raincoat buttons up to the neck to hide the colours. The house I grew up in always had a blue kitchen and a blue bathroom. During a counselling course a few years ago, the tutor asked us to draw a picture of an animal 
which represented who we were. We were not to think so that our subconscious could reveal what we may not see. I was perplexed as I drew a turtle. I didn't see that as particularly me. I learnt that this animal is symbolic of a way of peace. It is associated with feminine energy and a reminder to see the connection in all things. Then I noticed that the body of my turtle was orange with blue eyes. A turtle cannot separate from its shell. The shell, my home, was coloured green. With a mixed marriage, I am a blend of colours, making me a sort of tartan. <laughs>